you are listening to The Janine Garner Show. Janine is a leading expert on leadership and driving influence through networking and collaboration, passionate about bringing brilliant people together to achieve remarkable results. Join Janine Garner as she shares insights, interviews and conversations, and let's together make the remarkable happen. How many times have you been told that you really have to network? That networking is essential for your personal growth and personal success? It's a question, isn't it, that many of us are asked at work. It's a question that many of us are told at work that networking is essential and you really should get out there and meet new people. The question is, how many of you absolutely love it? Seriously, do you jump up and down with joy at the idea, eager to get out there and meet new people? Or are you one of those that cringes with horror, thinking you'd much rather spend your time doing something else that you actually enjoy more, that's more like fun, that seems to be much more worthwhile? I totally get it. I speak to many audiences around Australia and the world and ask that question. How many of you love networking? And it's incredible how many people say they don't, that they try to avoid it, that they really do not enjoy getting out there and networking. The thing is, that adage, it's not what you know, it's who you know, has significantly more weight now than ever before in this 21st century world of business in which we're living in. Today, you see, busy seems to become a status update. Everyone seems to be your friend. And jobs are taken before they're advertised. Collaborations are appearing out of the the woodworks that you previously just didn't think would exist. And add to that the fact that the challenges and pressure that all of us are under of coming up with new ideas to remain relevant and influential seem to leave many of us paralyzed with fear. The reality is the world is increasingly competitive and that war for talent is a very real thing. Yet in times of change, how do you ensure that you have a network around you that supports your personal goals, that holds you accountable and that pushes you to achieve more? Absolutely, networking matters. But I think that it's your network, the people that are in it, that matters more. Who is in your personal network? How much input or influence do they actually have in what you're doing or trying to achieve? And how much do they really truly know you? What ability do they actually have to help you is really what truly matters. There is no doubt in my mind that building a list is key to sales lead generation. I'm a marketeer by trade. I've worked in organizations around the world and know the importance of building list to be able to drive sales. Equally, there's no doubt that the explosion of social media has made finding people and particular networks much easier. But I wonder, has it made it any better? There's no doubt that the explosion of social media has turned the world of face-to-face interactions upside down, opening up previously unimagined opportunities and ways of connecting with our friends, our peers, our existing and our future clients, all at the touch of a button. Yes, we're more connected than ever before through our phones and the internet and instant messaging and social media. Um, Apparently, by the year 2020, around 2.95 billion people are going to be on some form of social networking site. That's a third of the Earth's entire population. 
But I wonder again whether with the increase in connection has come a parallel increase in disconnection. Because something about how we're networking now isn't quite working. When I first started networking back in the 80s as a fresh 22-year-old straight out of uni, the hardest part, quite frankly, was knowing where to go for help and support. In those early days of my career, networking was mostly about hanging out with your crew from work at a nearby bar. And if you were lucky enough to get invited to a company or industry function, you'd simply pull on that power suit of confidence and off you go, armed with a wallet full of business cards and your elevator pitch. The goal, quite honestly, was simply to swap business cards, to chat with as many people as possible. And your follow-up was pretty simple. It was a phone call or maybe a handwritten nice-to-meet-you note sent by eat by snail mail. And the business card, well, you'd, pump, you'd float, throw that into your plump little Rolodex or plastic sleeve in your Filofax. But today... We're bombarded by multiple networking groups, industry-specific events and meetups through friends and colleagues or via LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and other associated channels. Then, apparently, there's now speed networking. I can't think of anything worse, quite frankly. But designed along the lines of speed dating, it's an event format in which you have a brief set time to strike up a connection before you move on to the next person. Thing is, are we really connecting here? There is no doubt that when it comes to networking, many of us, as I said, shy away from it. I think there's a few things going on right here. Uh, first of all, we're overwhelmed. I think too many of us are wondering where on earth do we begin? With all the online and offline options available to us, many of us are feeling overwhelmed by choice with no idea where to start when it comes to building a network. Other people are nervous. I get uh, told, Constantly, I'm shy, I'm an introvert. And these are among the common excuses that I hear where people seem to have put the whole concept of networking in a box labeled fear. The thing is that fear feeds on itself. It eats away our self-esteem, our confidence, and our ability to share what's in our own head with anyone else. And worse still, this fear of engaging means we're inadvertently engaging with fear. It's exactly like playing a hide-and-seek game on your own or going to a party for one. It makes no sense, right? And this procrastinating over networking, avoiding it altogether because of the overwhelm, is not actually leading any of us to a road of success. So overwhelm is the first thing I hear. The second thing I hear is that the world of networking has become overcomplicated. People constantly asking which tools and applications should I use, which social media networks should I be on, should I join all or some of them, how do I manage them, what should my photo look like, what should my profile look like, how often do I need to be on them. You know, the questions are just continuous and relentless when you are trying to look at it in terms of this Rubik's Cube of networking sites that we're all trying to put together and make sense of. And the third challenge is that Many of us are just overstretched. We simply have no more time. We're struggling already with prioritizing the tasks on our to-do list, let alone deciding on who to call or get a couple with or which networking event to attend. As a result, many follow-up conversations are rushed and superficial, and we're often falling back on small talk and an obsessive fixation 
on the weather, but that, of course, could be the English in me. The reality is every day we're pulled and stretched in hundreds of directions, challenged to be truly present whilst maximizing productivity despite the growing demands on our time and energy. So if you throw networking to, into the mix, many of us simply say, I know I should, but I'll do it another day. So when it comes to networking, I reckon most of us are quite simply over it. We know we should network because everyone around us is telling us to do so. But where is the real evidence of the return? Why should I network? Is it really necessary? Most of us these days would rather be doing something else. And if we're feeling overwhelmed, if everything's got too complicated, if we're overstretched and we're over it, why on earth should we bother? Well, it's simple, really. You can't get anywhere in life on your own. Sheryl Sandberg, COO of Facebook, names Larry Summers from the US Treasury Department and the World Bank as her first and most important mentor. Fashion designer Yves Saint Laurent declares that Christian Dior taught me the basis of my art. And he says, I never forgot the years I spent at his side. Even Facebook gladiator Mark Zuckerberg learned about business and management practices from regular meetings with Apple founder Steve Jobs. The reality is the too hard basket of networking needs to be demystified. The myth about volume debunked and society's expectations on what you should be doing thrown out. And the reality check of taking control and building connections that absolutely matter and work for you has to be realized. Individual talent, previous performance successes, job responsibilities, educational achievements, or even good or old self-reliance is no longer enough to survive in the world in which we now live. And actually, history would, never, would actually support it never has. But when you have a strong, connected, and mutually beneficial network, it provides you with a series of stepping stones to success. Your network can be your marketing machine, creating opportunities. They become your personal cheer squad, creating momentum because they believe in you. Your network can become your board of advisors, building confidence, self-belief, and helping you with those very important decisions that every single one of us has to make every day. They add to your ideas, your thinking, your belief in yourself. And your network can become your intelligence bank by ensuring that you appreciate the skills of those around you, building the strength collectively of what it is that you are sharing outside there with the bigger world. But where does it all start is the question. Well, it starts with you. In 2016, I was having lunch with one of my long-term clients, Alison. And the thing is, you see, she'd recently been promoted to general manager of a large global property organization. And we were discussing the key deliverables of a new job, along with the various levels of stakeholder management that were now required in her job every single day. As she said to me, it's hard work. And the thing is, she knew, she knew that she was incredibly connected. And yet, as she said, it's weird, right, Janine, because I know I've got a network and yet I feel incredibly lonely. And so what we decided to do was dig a little deeper into this so-called great network. Who was in it? How had they helped her get to where she was right now? And how were they going to continue to help her given the demands of her new role and her aspirations for future career growth? You see, up to this point, Justine's network seemed to have been working for her. 
but her new role had created a new reality, and not one person in her huge network could offer her the advice, the counsel, the strategic thinking that she now needed at this much more senior level with its associated challenges in, return, in, in relation to stakeholder management, organization politics, and game playing. The reality was that she'd outgrown her network. The thing is, Alison's experience is not unusual. Many of my clients reach this tipping point in their careers when they have to rethink themselves, their roles, and their network. Most of us rise through the ranks based on our ability to deliver results and key performance indicators, and we clock up contacts as we go. Then suddenly we find out that who we know becomes more important than what we know. To have a network that continues to add value, even as your job, status, and life changes, you need to reassess and revise who you know, your goals, and how you're going to achieve them. You need to make sure you surround yourself with people that matter to you, that have information and knowledge that matters, and to whom you can also add value. As Jim Rohn said, we are the average of the five people we surround ourselves with. So who are you surrounding yourself with? Alison had a choice to make. She could stay in stasis and play it by ear, or she could actively seek out some new individuals who could stretch her thinking and help her navigate the landscape in which she was now working. This is what we all need to do. We need to ensure we take control of the strategic network we have around us. Who are the key people that understand our strengths and our weaknesses, that appreciate our visions and our goals, that know where it is that we're trying to get to in life, that absolutely buy in to our own personal, personal vision of success. Who are those people that are stretching you and helping you get there? that are pushing you away from your present and pulling you towards your future. I reckon that when it comes to your network, the critical number is four. I think you need four key people to get started on this journey. And I talk about these in my book, It's Who You Know, and I extend on these four people into and extend on them to uh, develop a core network, a nexus of 12. Um, but for today, I just want to talk about four, because I think four is the magic number. There are four essential elements that work together in the universe, fire, water, air, and earth. There are four critical roles in a business, in a board, the CEO, which you could argue is the equivalent of the fire. They're providing vision and strategy. There's the COO who is responsible for resources and operations, probably the equivalent of the water. There's the CIO, which is the futurist, the new thinker, probably the equivalent of the air. And there's the CFO, who is equivalent of earth, who's all about here and now performance and results. A Harvard Business Review article even proposed that an individual optimizes their talents and skills through the balance of four key areas, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. What I reckon is that in exactly the same way four works in the boardroom, to the universe, to the individual, it also works in networking. I think you need to have a core four of people when it comes to building a strategic and smart network. Four achieves balance 
diversity, dedication, and success. And this is why, for me, four is a magic number when it comes to building a successful network. So who are the four people? If you imagine yourself smack bang in the middle of four key people that get your vision, your goals, what it is that you want to achieve, these four people will stretch you towards those goals. They'll keep you current and stable. They will pull you towards your future and push you away from your present. The four key people are these. The first person or group of people are your promoters. The promoters are the people that are helping you become more. They're your own personal cheer squad who are cheering you on. They're key to your success. They are with you by your side through thick or thin, never giving up on you, always dreaming big with you. Promoters pull you towards your future dreams. They make noise about potential possibility and spend time with you to explore how you're going to achieve your goals and inspire you to become more. Promoters put fire in your belly and belief in your mind. They are positive, big picture thinkers, cheering you on through the tough times and celebrating the good. They rave about you, stretch your thinking to become more than you ever thought possible. According to research from the Center for Talent Innovation, people with promoters are 23% more likely to move up their career than those without promoters. When we're children, promoters are everywhere, aren't they? They sit in the playground sorting out the squabbles. They wait for us at the end of the 100-meter race. They tell us we are awesome, even if the sound coming out of our clarinet is causing our ears to bleed. And yet, where do they go when we grow up? Where is your promoter now? A promoter is essential in your network. They will promote you, inspire you, explore ways of achieving your dreams. Having a promoter in your network will completely change the momentum of your career and your dreams, and we all need one. So who is your promoter right now? The second group of people are what I call the pit crew. And the pit crew are all about helping you care more. They keep you on track. They nurture you. They prevent untoward emotions from getting the better of you. Climbing the ladder of success can be a lonely task. The journey requires grit, determination, and perseverance. And we all experience days of frustration and disappointment, days when we have to face our fears, make tough decisions or calls, push past failures, recalibrate our reality and keep focused on opportunities that lie outside our comfort zone. Having the right crew to help you overcome these difficulties, keeping you mentally tough and balanced is not just crucial, it's essential. Like a Formula One pit crew, your pit crew can make or break a race. They add stamina to run the marathon of your dreams, to navigate complexities and recover from setbacks. They help you learn from mistakes and keep you pushing on anyway. They celebrate your wins and remind you of your achievements and keep it real. So who is in your pit crew? The third group of people that you absolutely need in your network are teachers. And teachers are those people that help you know more. Richard Branson once said, the day you stop learning is the day you stop living. We should all pick up new skills, ideas, viewpoints, and ways of working every day. Too right, I couldn't agree more, Richard Branson. 
You see, a life of continuous learning is essential to growth. A teacher expands your knowledge and pushes you to know more every time you meet. Successful people know this. That's why they have this incredible desire and commitment to learn more in more ways than one. The thing is, though, learning's not easy. When we try and learn something new, we can often get stuck. We feel stupid. We get frustrated. Seth Godin talks about learning being difficult and the tension of not quite knowing where we are at in the process, not being sure of the curriculum, not having a guarantee that it's about to happen. And as adults, we willingly expose ourselves to the tension of a personal trainer, a meditation teacher, a financial planner, or a nutritionalist, but we hesitate when we have the opportunity to learn something new on our way to becoming the person we seek to be. Six years ago, I left my corporate job. Um, I was group marketing director at Oriton Group, looking after two fabulous brands, Ralph Lauren and Oriton. And I developed this side hustle, a women's networking group, the LBD Group, the start of what is now a collective of smart, savvy, intelligent businesswomen and entrepreneurs connecting and collaborating uh, for commercial gain for each other. But six years ago, I didn't want to move slowly. And I asked a successful female entrepreneur who had 10 years under her belt if I could actually have conversations with her over lunch. If I took her for lunch, could I pick her brains of what she had learned so I didn't have to make the mistakes, so that I could actually add to that thinking so that I could get there quicker. There's no doubt in my mind that the learnings and insights that she shared enabled me to avoid making some basic mistakes in that first year. Today's business environment is growing more and more competitive, unstable, fast-paced and demanding. And so we have to keep mastering our skill and knowledge to remain relevant. The right teachers teach you mastery. They guide and stretch your thinking. They challenge your ideas and encourage you to push further and keep learning because they know that this constant curiosity creates real opportunity for growth, achievement and success. So who is your teacher? And finally, the fourth group of people that I reckon are absolutely critical to your network are what I call the butt kickers. The butt kickers are all about helping you do more. In 2013, I set myself the target of tripling the sales in my business, writing a book and starting a speaking career. And yes, they were lofty goals. And to be honest, I had no real idea how I was going to achieve them. I was equally pretty petrified at the idea. I didn't just cower in the corner, though. I got off my butt and recruited myself a butt kicker, the fabulous Matt Church, who would and did make sure I delivered. Matt is still a key part of my network. I was forced off the couch and out of my comfort zone and held accountable for my goals. And my first book, From Me to We, was published by Wiley in January 2014. I joined the speaker circuit later that year. My sales targets were achieved and my business has grown from strength to strength since. And now here I am, the author of a second book, plus that first one has been translated into Mandarin and is now available in China. All of this beyond my wildest dreams um, and something that absolutely would not have been made possible if I'd floundered around in my pajamas. Having goals and aspirations is one thing, but actually accomplishing, accomplish, accomplishing them, gosh, that was a mouthful, is quite another. Because, you see, we find a million and one excuses not to do what we say we're going to do. 
we suffer from paralysis by analysis. Or if you're anything like me, you'll get attracted by the shiny stuff, a better idea, a more exciting plan, which whisks you off track. It zaps you of time, energy, and focus. And suddenly the time passes and you go, how on earth did I end up here? Butt kickers are masters of delivery. They listen to your dreams and accelerate your goals by making sure you stick to them. They hold you accountable for your actions and decisions and ensure you do what you say you're going to do and then some. Your butt kicker is equivalent to your personal trainer at the gym. They count your push-ups and pull-ups and they will always make you do one extra for good, good measure. In a survey of CEOs, the Harvard Business Review found that those with formal butt-kicking mentoring arrangements felt certain their company performance had improved as a result. And most CEOs reported making better decisions, 69% in fact, and improving how they fulfilled stakeholder expectations, 76%. Butt-kickers well and truly grab procrastination by the ankles and kick it out of the window for sure. So how are you doing? If you think about your goals and what it is that you want to achieve, do you have a promoter? Do you have a pit crew? Do you have teachers? And do you have butt kickers? Thing is, we always let these four people down. We constantly uh, let our uh, promoters down by not delivering. We let our pit crew down by not asking for help. We let our teachers down by not listening. And we let our butt kickers down by making excuses. Building a network is absolutely critical. Activating it, building it is a must. But leveraging it and amplifying it requires you to put in the time, the effort, and the investment to listen, to take action, to ask for help, and to actually take on board the feedback that is required. Add to that, though, letting our fall down, the other thing that I see happening is we surround ourselves with those that aren't particularly helpful or supportive, people that bring us down, that steal our dreams, that feed our insecurities. A strategic network isn't just about having 12 key people. It's about having the right people. You see, with the good comes the bad. And it might seem unlikely that you would associate with someone who doesn't support you or your work, but often their negative impact won't be immediately evident. It is only with time and experience that you begin to recognize the subtle interventions that keep you small or behaviors that are incongruous with the lifestyle you actually want to lead or the person you want to become. This may not be easy, but it's up to you to make sure that you don't have negative influences affecting you and your decisions. As multimillionaire businessman and philanthropist Tony Robbins puts it, who you spend time with is who you become. Change your life by consciously choosing to surround yourself with people with higher standards. This is something I'm going to talk about in another podcast. I'm going to go into detail about the dream stealers, the shadow archetypes, the people that we need to cut from our network that will ensure that our confidence keeps growing, our momentum towards our bigger dreams happens, and that wherever possible, we are inspired to do more versus listening to these shadow archetypes that keep us small. 
So those are your four key people, people that are going to help you grow, the promoters, the pit crew, the teachers and the butt kickers, people that will actually help you achieve your dreams. It's time to own you, to own your dreams, your goals and your ambitions. It's time to own not just what it is you want to become, but also who you want to be. It's time to own your today and your tomorrow, personally and professionally. My network is my solid foundation. I have the right people with me at all times on my journey. I've got the teachers that stretch my thinking and force me to dig deeper. The promoters that pick me up when I need motivation or to make connections to new opportunities. The butt kickers keeping me focused and on track. And a steady pit crew who I could not possibly survive without as a mother, a wife, an entrepreneur, a business owner, a philanthropist, a dreamer, a connector, a health fanatic, or a friend. I simply would not live a balanced, connected, and present life without my core four people. Networking for sales, lead generation, or business growth absolutely matters. It always has and always will. But the opportunity lies on the other side of building a network that works for you. 40 years ago, Alvin Toffler said, the illiterate of the 21st century won't be those that can't read and write. It will be those that are unable to learn, unlearn, and relearn. And in this 21st century world of business in which each and every single one of us is living, where we are all trying to remain relevant, to become better than we are today, to do something worth doing, I believe it's time to unlearn everything you have learned um, to believe about networking. It's time to relearn a new way of connecting. One where there is an exchange of humanity. One where you're smack bang in the middle of a core group of people that are pushing you to achieve more, that care about you, that are teaching you all they know, and that are holding you accountable to your dreams. Choose to take ownership. Choose to play your own game in the way you want. Choose to take control of your energy, your mindset, and your momentum. Choose to make your network work for you. If you want to find out more information on this, why not head over to my website, janinegarner.com.au. On there, you can obviously buy a copy of my latest book, It's Who You Know, where I talk about how to activate a network that works, how to find four key people, and then leverage that into 12. But also on my website are a whole heap of free downloadables to help you with this exercise, as well as a diagnostic that you can complete that's free and from there you'll get your own personalized report on how well and how effective your networking is right now. I'd love to hear from you. Please connect in. Uh, please reach out janinegarner.com.au. Take care and until next time, goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to The Janine Garner Show. To follow her blog, purchase her books or find out more, visit her website janinegarner.com.au. Brilliant people, extraordinary results.